0: The flight of crocodiles shrieked out of the eastern sky, ventral thrusters hissing as they swung blunt prows toward the ancient fortress. Marine Staff Sergeant Gerald Swayze watched the stone walls below through his link with the Croc scanner array and prayed that this time Intel knew its ass from a hole in the ground. The CL BC 5 crocodile was an ugly and ungainly piece of equipment blunt, stubby, and no-nonsense with a nano-docking collar on its squared-off prow, broadly splayed landing legs, and a pair of turrets on its back that turned the landing craft into a semi-mobile fortress once it had completed its primary mission. In this case, that mission was transporting 40 armed and armored USNA Marines from orbit to the surface of a hostile planet. The hostile planet in this case was Earth, The objective? A massive, centuries-old stone fortress, deep within the territory of the European Union, a fortress known to history as Verdun. "'Stand ready, people!' Lieutenant Widner's voice came through their in-heads, crisp and sharp. Fifteen seconds!' Swayze listened for any hint of fear or indecision there, but heard none. This was Widner's first op as platoon commander, but he didn't seem to carry the usual newbie CO baggage of arrogance or overconfidence in doing it all by the book. Mostly that meant he'd been paying attention to his NCO staff in general and to Swayze in particular. With an attitude like that, they might actually be able to pull this op off. "'You apes heard the LT,' Swayze growled over the company tactical channel. "'On your feet, face front!' When the nano kicks open the door, I want to see nothing but amphibious green blurs moving through that color. Amphibious green was an anachronism, of course, but one long beloved of the Corps. Each Marine in the assault platoon was clad in full Mark I armor, the curving, black, nanoflaged surfaces scattering back a bewildering kaleidoscope of shapes, colors, and lights from the red-lit interior of the crocodile transport. The nanoflage picked up on lights and colors surrounding the armor and transmitted it back. In the field, it provided what amounted to functional invisibility, but within the cramped confines of the croc's cargo deck, it just gave you a functional headache. A shudder ran through the croc as it nosed into the fortress wall. According to the plan Swayze had seen, the wall here was two meters thick. It would take a few seconds for the collar to eat its way through that something clanged against the crocodile's hull, sharp and insistent. Swayze heard the whine of the landing craft's turret slewing to port, followed by the howl of exciters and cooling pumps as the weapons opened up with a few thousand megawatts of high-energy laser response. Up forward, the docking collar was slowly extending, growing its way into the stone of the fortress wall, converting concrete and iron into free-flowing atoms, and directing them along the tunnel's interior surfaces, where they froze as an ultra-hard crust supporting the opening. In space, a nano-docking collar allowed Marines to tunnel through the hull of an enemy spacecraft without losing internal pressure. Here, pressure wasn't an issue. They just needed to burrow through those two meters of concrete and steel, and do so before the enemy had time to respond. When they were down to the last few centimeters, The crocodile fired a series of probes through the remaining stone, putting insect-sized battlespace drones into the interior of the fortress. Swayze's in-head showed what those drones were seeing, a dozen heavily armored confed soldiers, crouched in a broad stone tunnel, weapons ready. This was not going to be pretty. "'We've got bad guys to either side of the entrance,' he told the others, "'and straight ahead. "'Lead fire team, focus on the one straight ahead.' The ones to either side will be worried about scoring own goals. The defense obviously had been thrown together in a hurry, with nearby soldiers rounded up and pointed at the breach site. Putting gunners on both sides of the breach was a great way to ensure that some of them would suffer friendly fire.